the James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Yes, so it's great to be here in Taste the 19. And uh, I'm curious to see how it is because the year 18 was, was insanely good. I gave it 100 points. So what do you think about 19 compared to 18? Well, in terms of the, the vintage characteristics, it was really a completely different vintage. Um, we spoke about the 18 as being uh, a year with less than average rainfall. So typically here in Yonville, we get about 31 inches per year. Um, and in 2018, we had 22 inches, so about two thirds. In 2019, we had 54 inches, so a lot more than average. So it was a rainy, really rainy year. But um, more important than that is that the rain fell between January and March. So those were um, really rainy months with much higher than average rainfall. And that we consider late rainfall. Um, so with 38 inches falling in January, February, and March, we had a dry April. So the soil started to dry out, which gave us some hope for a balanced foliage. And then we had the month of April with nearly four inches of rain again. So that and in April, typically we'll have less than an inch. So it was four times more than average at least. And so uh, it set up the spring for just really wet soils and a lot of vegetative growth, which meant a lot more work in the vineyard. Um, in, a typical, in a year like that, in a rainy year where we have a lot of growth, the primary focus is opening up the canopy to let the sun shine in. And what, what's interesting is we did a, an experiment in 2019 where we said there are two options. We can let the vines grow, let's say naturally, in their vigorous and, and vibrant way, or we can start removing foliage early. And we'll see the effect at the end of the season. So the end of the season, uh, oftentimes at the end of October, uh, sorry, August and, and beginning of September, we can have heat spikes with really dry weather. So would a vine with more foliage resist more or with less foliage that we had cleared out early? Interesting. Yeah, it, it was a fascinating experiment because finally, what we learned is that by removing foliage early and letting the sun shine in the canopy, the grapes get accustomed to sunlight. And so uh, during a couple of heat spikes, so we had 105 degrees, and it's always accompanied with very low humidity in August, and then 102 degrees at the beginning of September, um, the vines that had their, their canopy um, opened up resisted perfectly and there was no damage. But the vines that had uh, a lot more foliage, the grapes hadn't been exposed to that heat and sun. And so when they did get exposed to that, that sunlight on those hot days, they were blanched. And so you had some berries that uh, looked like they had been uh, soaked in hot water. Which is so can it take crazy. the thickness of the skins? Um, the, the heat spike? No, the um, foliage differences. So, yeah, I mean, of course, when you open up the canopy and you expose grapes early on, the skins develop 
a, a thick sort of coating to protect yeah, themselves. And so those berries were beautiful and and oh. and nice. But the the berries that uh, on those experimental blocks that were were thin later didn't didn't do as well. Did you need to be more careful with the extractions on the ones exposed to the sun? So. So what what's clear what that required was uh, an incredible selection. So you had to remove all of those berries. Those you couldn't have made wine with those berries that had been blanched. So anything that was exposed to the sun that had the damage had to be removed. And that's where our our sorting line at reception was really valuable. Was the so we know that nineteen was a bigger crop. And was that due to the um, the early rains? Definitely. So when you have a lot of water in the soils, the grape clusters are naturally bigger. And um, even though we had a very cold month of May, it, in fact, we had some record uh, temperatures, in, uh, low temperatures in the month of May, which is during bloom, which is normally when you establish the number of berries per cluster. It didn't seem to affect the number of berries per cluster. So we still had a good number of berries, the clusters were really pretty big, and the ratio of skin to juice was lower than a typical year. So you had big berries. And in a year like that, you know, it's not, it's not typically recognized as a, as, a, as a great quality to have low skin to juice ratios. So you have two, two possibilities. You can take what you have and try to mask that, and you can try to over-ripen, you can try to over-extract or over-oak to mask it, or you can kind of be honest with what you've got and still target a balanced harvest date. Extract carefully because you don't want to extract any, if you, if you try to get more than what you've got, it inevitably feels imbalanced. Did you have to, um... Did you have to bleed the bats? Um, so we 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 did bleed some if we had a if we had big berries on on some lots, but it wasn't necessary every, everywhere. Yeah. So, so are you saying that um, so eighteen was it was actually a little bit easier then? Well, I would say much much easier. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. It, it was almost a, a it required very little. Um, effort, whereas 2019 required a lot of effort, and that that's just the the what happens in our industry <laughs> in, in winemaking. You have these years that you know, flow, and other years where you're trying to catch up. But at least you had long the harvest dates. You could really pick the harvest. There wasn't a lot of pressure, right? That's true. It was a late year. Yeah. The the entire year started late. Um, every stage from from bud break, bloom, verasion, and harvest was late. So we're on a late schedule, and um, and but nevertheless, because the harvest date really determines the complexity of your wine, because you have in as a fruit ripens, your complexity grows, and you reach a peak. And that peak can last, and in this particular year, the window is really, really uh, narrow, maybe a half a day or a day. And then your complexity starts to decrease. So if you don't find that window and harvest then, you've lost a bit of complexity. And so you have to be super attentive, especially, I would say, on a year like this. 
because in a year like this, the peak is uh, sharper. Whereas some years go like that, and that the plateau, there's a plateau where the, the plateau in 2019 was 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 very narrow. But how do you see that? That's through tasting. Oh, you have analysis. to taste. You taste every single day, and and um, in some blocks you have to taste twice a day because is it ready today? We'll see this afternoon. You taste again, or is it going to be ready tomorrow? And you're just constantly tasting and staying. You're it's kind of like riding a wave if you're surfing. Yeah. Um, you have to stay right on the edge, and 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 it's all about timing. Yeah, yeah but also you have to have a good talent. To, like, to be able to taste and actually know what you're tasting, right? Well, I would argue that you have to listen and you have to be observant and you have to be present. You have to um, be attentive. So it, it's, I think, more about a practice than having some marvelous talent. But you know that also a lot of people um, pick by numbers. Oh, the pH is going down. Oh, the bricks is that level yeah i mean there you know within uh within wine there there are industrially made wines and there are wines that are handmade in a crafts yeah, craftsman 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 style i would yeah, say and um what's nice about that idea is that that knowledge and that way of working is passed on from generation to generation so there's a sense of maintaining tradition and maybe offering your little tweak of what you've learned or what technology has offered you. So there's a constantly perfection, uh, you're, you're constantly perfecting the process. And that's nice.